Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What's good, my friends? This is... The most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the fan upstate rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. You guys have a lot of choices out there. I am wearing my, if you're on the YouTube page, I am wearing right now my From Josh Pate Any Given Saturday Tour short. Great time with Josh Pate as always today. And uh, we appreciate you guys being with us, man. Thank you so very, 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 very much. Here's how you can be a part of the show. You can give us a ring at 844-FAN-PHONE. That's 844-326-3663. And you can hit us on the madworldattractions.com text line at 71307. Just start your text with the word FAN, and away you go on the show. It is time, my friends, for that jam. Oh, by the way. Uh, Jeff R., you were asking about your upset pick standings. You caught, you picked Duke against Clemson. You got 13 points. How come you have so few? We have no picks for you for weeks two and week six, um, and therefore you get two points off for those weeks, right? If you just get a wrong pick, it's minus one. If you made no pick, you get a minus two. If you feel this is an error, send us screenshots of your picks, and we will make the necessary corrections. Okay, Uh, but we are jam packed. We've got it absolutely locked and loaded. The top five and five, my friends, is the top five biggest sports stories of the day. The top five topics we're discussing, ladies and gentlemen of the upstate offsiders. The top five at five starts right now. And now the top five at five and five, four, three, two, one. Hit it. This one's for me because I fired the sound effect early. Just get a grip, would you? Five. All right, Braves, Philadelphia Phillies. Could this one be any closer? The numbers on this game. Atlanta has a 50.5% chance to win. Philadelphia, 49.5. Brian Snitger going with Bryce Elder. Uh, somewhat controversial choice for your game three starter. Going up against Aaron Nola from Philadelphia. My score prediction, I'm going Phillies 4-3 to three over the Atlanta Braves. Think about the difference in your overall stress level, right? If the Braves win tonight versus if they lose. They lose tonight. Dear God, it was our best season ever. We're facing defeat. We got to win on the road in Philadelphia. You win tonight. Eh, whatever happens in game four happens. We've got game five back in Atlanta. I mean, think about the swing that is... That is evidence tonight. 
Now, if you were down 0-2, it would be mission impossible. Good, goodness, good thing is you don't have to deal with that, right? But who is going to be the hero tonight for Atlanta? How much is the home field advantage going to be at play? It's essentially, folks, the battle for the East Coast, right? There is that dividing line between where the Braves fandom ends, probably South Virginia, and where the Philadelphia fandom begins, much of the northeastern portion of the United States. What are your score predictions tonight, Braves-Phillies? I'm going 4-3, Philadelphia. Next up. Four. You know, folks, uh, every couple of weeks I look at this and I expect to see data that tells me that Clemson is out of it in the ACC. And every couple of weeks, I'm surprised at just how in it Clemson still is. Here's what I mean by that, okay? If you look at the projected number of losses at this point in the season for the other contenders in the ACC, here's what you've got. Florida State is still projected to lose a game and a half this year. Now, one one of those might be in the ACC championship game because they're projected to be there. So let's not worry about Florida State. They're essentially in the ACC championship game. But what about North Carolina? North Carolina is projected to have two losses. If one of those comes to Clemson, Clemson holds the tiebreaker over North Carolina if both finish with two defeats. Clemson is still regarded from an analytic standpoint as being the third best team in the ACC. Florida State is 10th, UNC is 16th, Clemson is 18th. Clemson next week has at number 19, Miami. But Miami's now projected to lose 3.7 games. Maybe one of those is to Clemson. Then you've got Duke, the number 25 team in America, according to ESPN's Football Power Index. They're now projected to lose four games. They've already lost one, which would mean three would be coming in the ACC. That clears Duke from a Clemson worry, all of which takes you back to Louisville. Louisville is projected to have 10.4 wins and 2.1 losses. And this is the big bugaboo for Clemson, okay? If Josh Pate is right, and if Louisville falls on the road at Pitt, the letdown game this weekend, boy, does that help Clemson a ton. If you are a Clemson fan, you are a huge Pitt fan this weekend, right? If Clemson and Louisville both finish with two losses, that opens up a massive tiebreaker scenario by which the first tiebreaker is head-to-head, Clemson and Louisville don't play head-to-head. If there's no head-to-head competition, the next determinant is winning percentage against all common opponents. Okay? Winning percentage against all common opponents. So you guys played these four teams. What was your winning percentage against those teams? Right? If you have to go to tier number three, it's winning percentage against common opponents with the added caveat of the order of finish in the conference for those common opponents. So you see, my friends, you're rooting for Louisville to lose. The most difficult thing Clemson has to do is simply run the table, right? They don't control their own destiny, but if you let the chips fall where they may, you see that, unbelievably, Clemson is not dead yet in the ACC race. Next up. Three. At number three on the show today. Um, You know, you're looking at this and you're saying to yourself, there could very well be 
five unbeaten Power Five conference champions this year. And I know what the odds say, and I know what the analytics say, but I'm going to ask you this question. Who's beating Florida State right now? Anybody? Bueller? Fry? Who's beating them? Uh, who's beating Michigan right now in the Big Ten? Have you seen what they're doing to folks? They've outscored Minnesota and Nebraska, two decent Big Ten teams, 87-17 to 17 the last two weeks. 87-17. to 17. Beating them by an average of 35 points. Florida State, no losses. Michigan, no losses. Georgia in the SEC, very likely no losses. Can't you see the best of the Pac-12 also finishing unbeaten? Whether it's Oregon or Washington or USC. And then you got Oklahoma, who has a 90% chance at least to win its remaining regular season games and then likely gets a rematch against Texas in the conference championship game in the Big 12 conference championship game. So if that happens, who's left out? Diesel and I both say Florida State and Kelly Ford joined us earlier today. And he said he believes the team left out if there were five power five unbeatens would be Florida State. How about that? What do you think? If there were five unbeaten teams remaining, who gets left out for you? Next up. There is, There are very few things more entertaining than fans who have completely lost their minds. Okay? We encounter that every so often on this show. You know, we have, we have fans of this show that lose their minds for one reason or another. We don't know why, but, but it is entertaining. Okay? Uh, in Boston radio, Patriots fans have had it up to here. Channeling my inner Gwen Stefani. So, Diesel, set the table for us here. What do we got? What do we got? The Patriots uh, Patriots call. Oh, so um, Bill Belichick is losing the favor of Patriots fans rapidly. And this is audio from a local radio show in Boston. Don't know what radio show it was. But I think this might be Crazy Ralph's brother here on the first call. The past few years has been terrible without Brady. Belichick's record is 26 and 29 now without Brady. This team, this team blows. Mac has a noodle arm. The offensive line blows. No wide receivers around them. Mike Giusecki blows. It's like Belichick's stuck in his old ways, and the, the game is catching up on him. And maybe it's time for him to either retire or do something. This is pathetic. This guy drives me crazy. Yeah, so that's that's caller number one, Mark. Okay, Here's- Diesel, scale of one to ten. That was a 7.5 for me Yeah, on the anger scale. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's, that's a solid eight for me. Let's listen okay. to caller number two. Bill Belichick is a bigger fraud than Lance Armstrong. Without steroids, Lance Armstrong was nothing. Without cheating and Tom Brady, Bill Belichick is nothing. That's caller number two. Oh, my gosh. A bigger fraud than Lance Armstrong. Yep. Wow. Anger scale. I'm going to give that one about a six. Not super angry, but you know, maybe yeah. maybe it's just seething under the surface. But Diesel, that's the guy that you got to worry about. Like yeah. he's done with you. <laughs> he is done with you, that dude. And okay. here is caller number three. I really don't think Belichick has ever been a good coach. All he is is a good defensive coordinator. And honestly, I hope next year that he goes to another team so I can root for him to fail and watch him fail like a human garbage piece of crap that he is. I am so tired of this guy having to watch him ruin this team year in and year out. And if he's on the team next year, I'm just not going to watch. I'll just be a fan of like the Chiefs. 
Oh, no, you're not going to watch. Oh, no. Diesel, you and I have the exact same reaction when people say, I'm not going to listen to you ever well, again. We're like, we'll see you tomorrow. What's great is that the uh, the uh, the radio host said, liar, right after that. He said, he'll be back. That's the thing, Mark. Every time we get somebody who's pissed off, upset, who says they're never going to listen to the show again, like I start a little internal timer in my head. I was like, I give it two weeks. I give it two weeks. You'll be back. And it happens every single time. Yeah, every I, single time you guys love getting pissed off. You love being angry. You know, there's there's a whole genre of YouTube videos called Rage Tube where it's just people being angry about things, whatever subject matter it may be. Rage tubers make so much more money and get so many more views than the positive stuff because that's what you guys want. That's what you're entertained by. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, like every once in a while, Diesel and I will see like a, a texter say that he's never listening to us again. And Diesel and I will make a mental note of the phone number that that came from. See you soon. It's it's on average the day after, uh, like they take one day off and then they're back texting again. I thought it was you're never going to hear. We're never going to hear from you again. So what is it? Which is it? That's hilarious. Uh, you know, fan is short for fanatic diesel. Look, but those dudes, man, uh, Belichick is a really good coach. And the game has passed him by. Both of those things can possibly be true. He needs an Eric Bieniemy to run his offense. He doesn't have that. So it looks archaic. It looks old. It looks awful. Mac Jones, swing and a miss there. What number are we on, Diesel? Is this number this one? Is, and finally. And finally. One. At number one today, we have got for you, my friends, the updated upset pick standings. In first place with 31 points, we've got a tie. Brandon and Kyle D. Joe D is in third with 24 and a half. Pat McAfee himself is in fourth with 24. Dan B is not only putting the standings together, he's also doing a hell of a job. He's got 23 and a half. The Leprechaun of Lyman, Hillyhoo, is at sixth with 22 and a half. Delano, the truck driver, is in seventh with 21. Justin L. It's not taking too many L's. He's got 18 points. And then tied for ninth, we've got Stanford Steve who's replaced the bear on college game day. He's got 17 and a half. And our good friend Sherb also has 17 and a half points. If you're wondering where you stand, I will be posting the standings uh, on our Facebook and Twitter pages later this evening. All you got to do is go to the Fan Upstate on Facebook or the Fan, Fan Upstate on Twitter to check it out. And uh, proving that we're just gluttons for punishment, Yours truly, who has 0.5 points, and Diesel, who has 0 points, are both picking the same game so we can wallow in our self-pity forever. Technically, I'm perfect on the season. We are going to sit here in our swath of suck because we both picked Memphis getting 4.5 points over Tulane. Dan B said it's – he goes, it's not a bad pick. He just says it doesn't hold enough value for him. Well, Dan B – my strategy has always been try to pick up four, five, six, seven points a week because usually when you get up to 13, 14, 15 point spreads, those are long shots. It does happen, but you're, you're, then, make, you're, you're then waiting to hit three or four of those over the course of a season to be right. My strategy has always been pick the five, six, seven point spreads 
and have it add up. And how's that working for you? Not too good. <laughs> but it worked out for me great two years ago. Okay. Maybe I maybe the game has passed me by, like it's passed Bill Belichick by. I'm not gonna lie, you caught me napping on that. Yeah, I feel like these will um I feel like we uh we're past the point of eating an elephant one bite at a time, you and me. You know? We're <laughs> I just the- want to get on the board. I yeah. just want to pick something correctly. And those, by the way, get your upset picks in right now. 71307 on the madworldattractions.com text line. Text us. Have the first word of your text be fan. So your text will read fan, leprechaun of Lyman, your game, and then the point spread. And then hit enter. Your name, your game, and your point spread. Just make sure that fan is the first word of your text. We cannot wait to get your upset picks. We're going to share them all on the air. We're going to do that next. Plus, my friends, we are going to paint a picture of what it might just be like to work for a bad boss. Do any of you guys have that scenario? That's next. Right here on the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the Fan Upstate. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, we are... The Fan Upstate, awesome to have you guys with us. Thank you so much for making us part of your day. Coming up in the next segment, our High School Athlete of the Week, we've got the Braves game up in studio. What are your score predictions for today? Uh, I'm going 4-3 Philadelphia. 4-3 Philadelphia. All right, let's get to your upset picks here. Wow. There are a lot of these coming in fast and furious. Okay. Oh, boy. Let's see here. Uh, Mark, Kevin Hines is going Arkansas over Alabama for 20. Well, Kevin Hines, shoot your shot. Shoot your shot. Wolverine Joe says New Mexico plus 8.5 over San Jose State in the Who Gives a Bleep Bowl. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Mark L.O. Duck says BYU over TCU plus 5. TCU is without their starting quarterback. By the way, do you guys have any guess on what just happened there? Did you hear that little pause? You know what happened there? I sneezed. You know, I felt it coming on. And instead of, like, having you guys hear, heh, 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 on the air, I just press this little off button. And it's like I, I, I go away sounding okay. I come back sounding okay. All good. Ashley says one of these days I'm going to crack a rib sneezing. Because, uh, you know, ever since I was, like, 
17, I had that 50-year-old man sneeze. Oh, yeah. That full body. You, oh, yeah. like, people in the next house are going to hear it. Like I, I regularly pull a muscle sneezing so hard. <laughs> and I don't know how to sneeze any differently. Oh, no, yeah. You know? It overtakes you. Overtakes you. Uh, Logan Simpson is going Georgia Southern over Southern Miss. Uh, Texter says, Mark, what's the percentage the little chickens of the armpit in Columbia make the playoffs? Less than zero, Texter. Less than zero. Uh, let's see here. We've got minor 49er going Iowa plus 10 over Wisconsin. We've got Sherb going Georgia Southern plus six over James Madison. Uh, let's see here. We've got Leprechaun of Lyman. Just so it's written, going Auburn plus 13 over LSU. Uh, Texter says, Mark, the score app has Notre Dame as a three-point favorite in case anyone wants to take it. Yes, that is accurate. I seriously looked at that, was very close to doing so, but did not pick it in the end. Uh, Kyle D., he's in first place, is taking Cal and 13-and-a-half over over Utah. Kyle D. is tied for first place. Uh, Mark, please don't take BYU because that would be the kiss of death, and I have would have to make a new pick. Mark L., thank you so very much. Thank you. John Rhodes is taking Auburn plus 11 at LSU. Gold Rush is taking Auburn plus 11 at LSU. What have we learned, guys? What have we learned? The pick that everyone makes never clicks. Never clicks. Matt J. from Spartanburg picking Georgia Southern over James Madison minus six points. Tyler B., Auburn over LSU. Isaac going with Akron plus 12 and a half this week. Isaac, who is Akron playing? Uh, Brandon going BYU and five and a half over TCU. Again, TCU's quarterback is out. Uh, Mongo says, you tell him, Josh Pate. I like this guy. It's Cocktober. Pongo, Bongo, I can't remember his name. The line for USC Notre Dame is two and a half points. We'll give you three for that. Uh, A&M Tennessee for three and a half. Spur Daddy. Uh, Spur Daddy. Don't let this dissuade you, sir, but A&M has lost its last seven road games, and Tennessee has not lost at home since 2021. Brad Perkle, this seems like a wasted pick, Diesel, but who am I to say anything? You know, I'm at 0.5 points. Syracuse plus 17.5 over Florida State. Mm. That might be the last game I pick. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Yeah, Let's see how it works out for you. John Corley, BYU plus 6 over TCU. Harry Hammy T says New Mexico and eight over San Jose State. Roger Carper taking UCLA and three and a half over Oregon State. Anyone else that picks this is guaranteed to lose. <laughs> uh, Cowboy Noel is t- taking BYU plus six against TCU. Brandon Gibson is taking BYU plus six over TCU. Uh, let's see here. Mark, what the heck, man? Got off early not to miss the first pitch of the Braves game. Now I'm in standstill traffic on 85 South. I need a traffic report daily at 445. Do we do that, Diesel? Do we have traffic reports? No, we don't. Okay. Hurricane Jeff says Auburn over LSU favored by 11. GPS apps like everybody else does. Texter says, Mark, Notre Dame now has turf. They've had turf on the field for the past 10 years now. Uh, I was today years old when I learned that. Didn't know. Uh, I had that on my short list, Mark. Memphis and Tulane went with BYU because of BYU losing their QB. So said our leader, Brandon. Tech Buckeye Brian says Tulane will win by two touchdowns. Well, I didn't like you anyway, Brian. I'm just kidding. Shannon Burke says, for the upset this week, give me UAB plus 10 versus Texas San Antonio, University of Texas San Antonio. Uh, let's see here. Mark, I finished 11th in last year's upset pick contest. 
With three good picks this year, I haven't gotten any correct. Well, how good were they, Kevin? Emerson M. says, give me Wyoming plus 10.5 over Air Force. Rodney Mintz agrees with Emerson M. Going with Wyoming and 10.5 over Air Force. Then we have got Colorado State plus 7.5 over Boise State. So says Joe D. JC going Wyoming plus 10.5 over Air Force. AJ going New Mexico over San Jose State minus 8. Those of you guys who are more clued into those meaningless games than I am, why is everyone picking that one? Like what what is the what is the under the radar info that is had for New Mexico over San Jose State? Okay, because you guys obviously got something. Uh Mark, get a chance, look over the rating system I sent you via email. I will, Joey, as soon as I get a chance, buddy. Thank you so much for sending that over. Uh can I take the bye week and the points over Clemson? So says JT and Greer. JT, if you do that, you'll win the whole tournament. Wink. Uh, Justin L going with Josh Pate. He says in a shocker, give me Pitt plus seven and a half over Louisville. Will G going Cal over Utah and 13 and a half points. Uh, let's see here. Texter says a sport is a physical competition. Uh, I agree. A sport is a physical competition, but in my opinion also involves um, not being judged subjectively. So if you've got judges determining the winner, it's not a sport. I think that's a competition. So are darts a sport? A sport, not not a bar game. To me, darts are a competitive bar game. It's a game of skill. Darts are not a sport. Correct. Correct. But it is a physical challenge because you have to throw something accurately over a distance, it's not a far distance, yeah. but you still have to throw it accurately. So that's why I'm saying my my definition of sport is defense. If somebody's trying to stop you and prevent you from achieving a goal, and your job is to get past them and achieve that goal, that is a sport. Yeah, Texter. So Texter says, Mark, the UFC has judges, and that is the hardest one for me because boxing and UFC are a sport when there's a knockout and a competition when they're judged. Okay. Um, you know, it, it was like the argument for and against other sports, right? Like if, if you're judging something subjectively, is it really a sport? Sports are black and white, win and lose, right? There's an objective winner and loser. Uh, let us see here. Okay, so guys, I want to shift gears here now to this. The Braves, by the way, are batting in the top of the second inning. It is, to use a soccer term, nil-nil. Um so I, I want to I get to this. Frank Reich was asked, and I really appreciate how open and honestly he spoke about this, what it's like to have Dave Tepper as an owner and like if he's wearing on you and what that process is like. You might wonder, you know, why Carolina might not have their very pick of the litter in terms of head coaches. You might ask yourself at this point, well, was it Frank Reich who wanted Bryce Young? Or was it Dave Tepper who insisted on it? Frank Reich, folks, does the absolute best job he possibly could here. Okay? The best job he possibly could. But you know he's hating life on Monday, every Monday, after, after the Panthers lose. Just listen to how Frank Reich describes the work environment with Dave Tepper as his boss. There's different philosophies in ownership. You know what I mean? Some owners kind of stay stay away and and don't engage a whole lot. 
other owners do. And his philosophy is he's going to engage. And, um, and listen, it's only been a short experience, but it's been a really good experience. Uh, it hasn't been fun. You know, it's not fun. Those, those meetings aren't, I wouldn't characterize them as fun meetings. Um, but those meetings make me better, and I trust they make us better. Yeah, I go to these meetings and get my, get my ass chewed out by a billionaire. That's not fun. No, no, and there's probably a lot of F-bombs and what the hell were you thinking here, and I see Dave Tepper sitting there with a clicker diesel, like going through different plays that pissed him off, you know, Um, and that is a very serious form of micromanagement. Here's the reality, guys. The Carolina Panthers made the playoffs four times in five years before Dave Tepper took over. They have not made the playoffs in seven years since then, in seven years. Years. Dallas Cowboys have a micromanaging owner, and look what it's done to them. 100%. So I will tell you, okay, I've had the micromanaging boss. I do not have that here. I asked our my current boss the question when I was going through the interview process. I said to him, I said, okay, so on a day-to-day basis with the show, do I need to have you approve the topics on the rundown? You know, like, are you going through the rundown daily and saying, don't do this, do that? He goes, not at all. Not at all. Because I've had that. Diesel, I'll even tell you, okay, in Houston, um, the program director would text you during the show and say, I haven't heard any Texans talk in 20 minutes. Let's get back to Texans. And it just throws you, man. It just completely throws you because you're doing a show. You haven't heard any Texans talk in 20 minutes. Can you imagine that? Like, can you imagine hosting in this environment and we're getting a text from the boss saying, haven't heard any Gamecocks or Clemson talk in 20 minutes. Let's get back to Gamecocks and Clemson. It's just like, you know, there's, we understand what topics are going to reach the greatest number of people. We get that, right? At the same time, we appreciate the editorial liberty. So, folks, I invite you, have you ever had a boss like Dave Tepper? You have a bad day at the office. You have meetings afterwards that are not not fun. I picture him being a freaking tyrant in the offices there. You know, I, that's what I that's what I picture. And whereas he seems like a you know a halfway decent dude when you see him smiling and waving his hands in public, I get the sense that behind closed doors there's some fire and brimstone there. Do you guys have any bad boss stories? that you'd like to share with us on the show here today? 844-FAN-PHONE. That's 844-326-3663. Does Dave Tepper sound like the worst boss you've ever had? I had a boss once, Mark, that would trick people into working holidays because this is when I worked at a ski mountain in college. Uh, the way the way the, the shifts worked is, you know, they had a day crew Monday through Friday, uh, the the day crew would work a double on Wednesday. I was on the Sunday crew. We'd work we would work a double on Sunday, and then we would work Tuesday and Friday night. And the Saturday crew would work Monday and Thursday night. Well, this owner is a slippery little guy. He would come up to you and say, "Hey, hey!" He would he would trap you as you were you know punching your time card. Hey, uh, so. Just wondering, you know, would you be willing to come in and work the third Thursday after the second Monday in 
in September. No way. That's awful. Or, or December. Oh. And then before you realized it, you had agreed to work Christmas Eve. Or you had agreed oh. to work the day, of th- day after Thanksgiving. And that's how he would do it. Or it would be Super Bowl Sunday. That was the worst because he would lose people every single year. By the, by the end of the year, people have been working you know, this job for two and a half months. It's cold. It's not, it's not particularly a fun job working on the lift crew. It's kind of boring, actually. And by the end of the year, every year he would have people constantly just say, F it, it's Super Bowl Sunday, I quit. I'm not coming back. It's college students. Like college, college kids don't care. You quit jobs. Sure. And so he would, ha- he would constantly have to be f- finding people to work Super Bowl Sunday, and that's how he would do it. That's brutal. And that's, yeah. that's, not, a good, that's not a good dude. Not a good dude at all. Diesel- and he was also a coke addict. <laughs> well, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. His brain went to some different places to come yeah. up with that BS. Mm-hmm. Diesel uh, had a boss at a different radio company in which I was in national media sales. Okay. So it's one of the main radio companies in America. Okay. And uh, we had a policy at work that you had to wear a collared shirt, you know, to take the sales calls. So I happened to notice that our boss would wear a t shirt with a sport coat over it. And I said to myself, okay, so the sport coat is the collar there, okay, because he's got a T-shirt with a sport coat on over it. So I come in, okay, wearing exactly what he's wearing on that day, except the inverse. He's got a light blue jacket with a dark blue T-shirt, and um, I've got a light blue T-shirt with a dark blue jacket. And he said, he comes up to me and he goes, where's your collared shirt? And I said, well, I've, I've got the, the suit jacket just like you, sir. He goes, no, don't look at me. Where's your collared shirt? Go get a collared shirt on. And I said, I don't have one with me, sir. I'll have to go home and get it. He goes, you're not going home. And he goes, get a collared shirt on. You'll figure it out. I'll figure it out? How am I going to figure it out, Diesel? I'm at work. He's not letting me go home to change, okay? Then I said to him, I said, sir, is this a do-as-I-say and not a, and not a do-as-I-do thing? Is that what this is? Then he brought me in his office and cursed me out because I, I said that to him, and I'm like, wouldn't you say that? Like, like, he's walking down the aisle wearing the same thing I'm wearing, and he's yelling at me for wearing the same thing he is. Boss, we're three days away from payday. I don't have the money. If you want to give me some petty cash, I'm happy to go to the Belk just down the street, and I will get a collared shirt, and I'll be back. In about an hour. Oh, God. That if that's brutal. what you want, that's what I'll do. You won't let me go home. Or you could just got a, you could have got a Sharpie and just drawn a collar onto your shirt. <laughs> you know, kind of like those tuxedo T-shirts. Yeah. You could have had a collared shirt T-shirt. Here's what I did, Diesel. Uh, a fellow coworker had a dirty, sweaty, wrinkled-up shirt in his back of his car, and I put that on for the rest of the day. Looked like crap. Was humiliated. The boss walks by. He laughs, and he goes, ha good job. I knew you'd figure it out. I knew you'd figure out a way. In that job, Diesel, you had to stand up at your desk between 9.30 and 11. And when anybody made a sale, you had to walk a lap around the track. Okay? Like, it was. this was not a job. This was a military regime. Okay? No. Like, no, I wouldn't last very long there. <laughs> it was I brutal. would not last very long. Absolutely there. brutal. Absolutely brutal. So a texter says, hey, Mark, our company has a management group running the show so far. In nine weeks, they have fired six of their own people. <laughs> it's great entertainment. Guys, feel bad for what Frank Reich. What would you say you do here? Yeah. Frank Reich, feel bad for him. 
feel bad for him, all right, because he's going to work every day. This is not what he signed up for. You know, the Frank Reich kind of quarterback was C.J. Stroud. That's who Frank Reich always had. The 6'3 or taller guy, that's who Frank Reich is, right? Bryce Young is not a Frank Young, Frank Reich guy, and yet that's his quarterback, which makes us ask the question, is that the guy Frank Reich would have drafted? I did see um, I, I did see Julian Council of the Locked On Panthers podcast ask the question, could Frank Reich be a one-and-done coach? Ooh. If he is diesel, it's because he leaves, not because Tepper fires him. Yes, I do believe that's Yeah, but be because the, the atmosphere and the vibe sucks so bad and no one can win there with that environment and they're never going to get the right coach in, right, because Dave Tepper's got his hands, too, grubby little paws, too much on the silky draws of everything going on, everything going on. All right, it's the end of the second inning. The Braves have two hits. The Phillies have none. It's still scoreless, but the Braves getting to NOLA a little bit more than vice versa. We honor our high school athlete of the week, and we do so next right here on the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the Fan Up State. Braves Phillies, top of the third, and Ronald Acuna Jr. has just sent one down the line. He is going to, and he is going to slide in safely. Acuna Jr. is on second, one out in the top of the third inning. A double down the line for Ronald. Uh, Nil-nil. Still in game three of this one. Well, congratulations. It's America. It's (laughs) 0-0. Stop with that. Congratulations are in order. For our high school player of the week, my friends, had himself a day. On Friday night against Spartanburg, he is a sophomore running back for Gaffney, and his name is Jaden McDowell, and he joins us right now on the show. Jaden, great to have you on, buddy. I appreciate you. How are you? I'm happy to be on the show. Oh, it's great to be on. It's great to be on, brother. Great to have you on. So, um, Jaden, tell me how you did what you did on Friday. What really clicked for you? Uh, in the passing game, I did what I was practicing all week, you know, and I just did what I know I could do. And, and so you, like you, you did that, man. And so what does it mean to you? Like, who do you pattern your game after in the NFL? I would say like Christian McCaffrey, cause you know, he can do it all. Jaden, I want you to do a little self scouting here. Okay. I want you to describe your style in the way that, uh, scouts would, uh, would describe you maybe here in a couple of years. Um, I would say making the first man miss and being able to get out of sticky situations. That's pretty solid, man. That's pretty solid. Well, you had 23 touches for 94 yards and nine receptions for 176 yards and a touchdown uh, last week against against Spartanburg. Um, you know, it's it's really interesting to consider how you've become that that dual back. What do you enjoy more, Jaden, running between the tackles or catching passes? To be honest, I just like playing football, but I enjoy running more. You enjoy running more? Yeah, I do. (laughs) That's great. So I'll tell you what, uh, Cole Bryson, who joins us each and every week, tells us that, you know, the the home field advantage in high school football is not really that big of a deal. And he says with one exception, that is you guys. That is how Gaffney, how the Gaffney fans travel 
and how they support you guys. The home field advantage that you guys have and the way you guys are a traveling road show, man, like the Beatles every time you travel around the upstate, is that, like, have you ever seen another school get the support that you guys do? No, I've never seen another school. Not at all. Jaden, you know, we see it every year. Players are getting better and better at the at the big-time college football level, at the FCS level, at the high school level, even at the JV level. Because, you know, there's so much more specialization at a younger and younger age. Are you a type of guy that would rather be a specialized type of player? Great for one specific situation where you, where coach could put you in and know that you're going to be successful in this situation. Or would you rather be more of a jack-of-all-trades type of player? I'd rather be a jack-of-all-trades. Be able to do it all. Jaden McDowell is that dude for Gaffney. I mean, what is it? How do you, how do you win that job, Jaden, as a true sophomore? You know, you're competing on your own team with juniors and seniors, et cetera. Like, what 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 kind of mindset do you have to have to be the guy at a powerhouse like Gaffney at a true so- as a true sophomore? And just to have self confidence and believe in my craft and what I know I can do, and to go out there on the field and put it out there. So, Jaden, looking forward uh, into the next couple of weeks of your season, and I know we're coming to an end, and it's, it's crazy to think that the season is already coming to an end here, um, yeah. though, though we do think that you're going to go a much farther past to the end of your regular season. Uh, who, who is gonna pre, Who's going to present some of the biggest challenges in some of the scouting that you've already uh, had coming your way for your future opponents? What do you mean by that? I'm sorry. Yeah, like who? What opponents? Uh, what what opponents are really good at stopping the run? Who are going to try to load up against what it is that you do? Oh, um, I'm gonna say Burns. You know they got a they got a good fast team over there, and uh, Dorman they have a they have a, they have alright D line. So both of them are gonna I feel like are gonna try to play me. Jaden McDowell is our high school player of the week, sophomore Gaffney running back, 23 touches for 94 yards on the ground, nine receptions for 176 yards and a touchdown. Jaden, can you speak to me uh, about the recruiting process for you, if that's happened at all at this point, and if you have a dream school where you'd like to play? My dream school is to play at Clemson. I'm a Tiger fan. But I've got an offer from App State and ECU. And I'm, I'm going on a couple, some more visits um, over the summer and stuff and this season. Well, Jaden, that makes me happy because I am an App State alum. And I don't know if you watched the game last night. Unfortunately, it didn't go App State's way. But, yeah, you know, w- one heck of an atmosphere up there. And you know that you're walking into just an insane atmosphere. What's been the coolest atmosphere you've seen, whether it's a home game there at Gaffney or an away game, any game that you've played in as a, as a high school player? Uh, what's really impressed you as far as atmosphere goes? I say it was a, it was um, our first home game last year. And what about that? One. Yeah, what about that? Did you like? It was like it was my first time back playing football in two years, so that was that was very important to me. And then the environment was just crazy here in the fans, the smoke running out of the tunnel. It was just, it was great. There you go. Possibly an Appalachian State Mountaineer, but keeping an open eye towards potentially Clemson. Diesel is hoping Clemson doesn't offer you, Jaden, because he wants to see you. <laughs> he wants to see you in Boone, North Carolina. 
But, Jaden, in any case, brother, we are so proud of you, and uh, we congratulate you on a job well done, and we look forward to checking you out the rest of the season, man. Keep up the great work, okay? Yes, sir. Thank you. You got it. All right. That is Jaden McDowell of uh, Gaffney Football. Uh, Diesel, let's be honest. The decision between ECU and App State isn't really a decision, right? I mean, do you want to do you want to play in Boone, mm. or do you want to play in the other Greenville? <laughs> Come on. Yeah, man. I mean, do you do you want to be in the mountains, beautiful scenery, cool weather, or do you want to play an hour and a half from the beach, sweaty, covered in gnats and fleas and ticks? I don't know what's going on there in Green. I've been there a couple of times, and I'm going to tell you, uh, Greenville, North Carolina, is brutal hot brutal hot in september and i can only imagine what it's like you know during the two-a-day period in like august where is it in regards to the rest of the state it is east of raleigh uh it is uh if you can visualize here with the state of north carolina there is a huge inlet about a third of the way down the the coast of north carolina huge inlet and i couldn't tell you what inlet that is uh but it it juts way into the state of north carolina in greenville I believe is something like 45 minutes or so from you know from water when you're when you when you look at it from the inlet but to get all the way out to the actual beach that's still like another two, two-and-a-half-hour drive. There you go. It's out there. There you go. There you go. Hey, you don't realize how wide the state of North Carolina is. I, I think if it's those two, you got a great shot. You got a great shot if it's those two. All right, my friends, we got the 6 o'clock hour coming your way next right here on Offsides. We are the fan upstate.